Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, every plate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well, today we are um, recording right before this is going to air. It is the day after the election, and most of the nation is in a weird limbo holding pattern as we wait for election results. This is an election that was emotional and personal for a lot of people, and I know many of my friends and family are sort of 
in a stress spiral about the outcome. So we're going to talk about that. I do want to give the caveat that I know that some of our listeners don't love hearing us talk about politics. If that is the case for you, this might be an episode that you skip. Um, We tend to focus on self-care, but we did want to talk about the self-care aspects today of living in uncertainty. Um, We're also going to hear from BJ towards the end of the episode. So if you didn't want to hear about election stuff, but you wanted to hear her, you can skip to that. She is talking about the importance of spirituality and how to create space for spirituality in your life. But first, Rue and I wanted to process this ambiguity that we're all collectively in. Yes. Yes. So it's interesting is last night I made myself nap in spurts because I knew it would be a long haul. Mm. And I think last night, like most people or most people who, um, like you and I did, voted for Biden. Last night, we seemed a little, oh, God, this is not going the way that we wanted it to be. And I truly blame Nate Silver, because this is the (laughs) second time that man has swindled me. If you don't know uh, Nate Silver, he runs 538.com. He's like this big pollster guy where he has all these, you know, um, what do you call it? He's got all these you know, calculations and formulas on who's going to win. And it was going to be that Biden was going to dog walk Trump. Right. It was going to be a blue wave. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm very, I'm never listening to him again. I read a tweet that said, I genuinely think he belongs in jail. (laughs) And I did laugh at that. And then this morning, you know, I really, I had a, I have a lot I had a lot of friends that were doing a lot of doom and gloom and I was looking at the map and I my inner Pollyanna started coming out and I was like look it's not over it's not over we, it's not it, it's not over he, for if he wins Wisconsin yeah Michigan and if 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 Biden takes Wisconsin Nevada and Michigan then he wins and he doesn't need Pennsylvania and he doesn't need North Carolina and he doesn't need Georgia would I like him to have those yes but Ultimately, you know, it was mostly Dems that did uh, early voting or mailed in their votes. Mm-hmm. And Trump had been going on and on about how it was, you know, essentially like, don't trust the mail or this is whatever. Right. Illegitimate. Um, and so I think that what they're going to find is that a lot of these er- earlier ballots, these mail-in ballots, are probably going to skew Democrats. So I – you know what? I think he's going to win. I think Biden's going to win. I feel like I can't even it, – it's funny because I am refreshing my news feed, I mean, every 10 minutes. But I feel like I'm – this whole time, I have just been unable to feel any excitement because, you know, four years ago – I mean, I went to a party at a friend's house back mm. this, back when we could do that. <laughs> Remember that? Um, and it was a the interesting thing was it was a party at my Republican friend's house, but he had he had voted for Hillary because he really felt like Trump was so bad. And, you know, we all showed up with champagne and I was just sure that we were going to be celebrating our first female president. And I feel like I got thumped so bad, you know, just it was such a surreal moment four years ago that I have not wanted to have any hope. Um, and I will say, I went into last night, my biggest hope was that it was just an early call. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I want the person I voted for to win, but I also just really wanted it to emerge because, you know, I'm concerned about, um, 
you know, a, a, a coup or, you know, what, what I mean, what we're actually watching happen, which was that Trump attempted to claim the victory last night. He is now, you know, saying that there's voter fraud happening when they're simply, you know, collecting and and counting ballots. And I just really didn't want to see that happen to our country because we're so yeah. splintered. I wanted just a clear win. Um, I obviously wanted a clear win in one direction, but I really wanted a clear win to kind of he like so that it would just be a really seamless transfer of power. And I'm really worried that it won't be, you know, regardless I, of the outcome. I'm there with you. I think that um, I think that really heavy Trump supporters are not going to think that a Biden win is legitimate. Well, um, and they're not because, you know, the president has been sowing those seeds for months. He's been sowing the seeds of mail-in is fraud, that, you know, everything is fraud. I mean, really, Rudy Giuliani just said he was on his way to Pennsylvania because of voter fraud. Now, that's a very ambiguous word. They're not explaining what that means. Um, and I don't think that there is any evidence of that. But they have been seeding that doubt in the minds of their base for quite some time now. And so when he's calling that whistle, everyone's like, we knew it, you know, voter fraud, we're not going to take this. And, you know, ultimately, what is happening right now is we are counting votes. That is how it works. Yes, it is not. No one's voting now. It's just no. we're just counting them. That's how it that's how right. it uh, works. I will say it does seem like um, more reasonable Republicans, uh, people I generally find irritating, but you know, today they're making sense, uh, like Ben Shapiro or Marco Rubio. Um, so Marco Rubio said, the result of the presidential race will be known after every legally cast vote has been counted. Yeah. And I retweeted it and my caption was, not me retweeting Marco Rubio. I but- know, right? I know. But, but I do think that that's how, you know, the idea that every vote should be counted should not be a partisan idea. And that's, you know, it's very troubling to me. I mean, you know, I didn't like the outcome four years ago, but I would never have said recount or, you know, I mean, if there wasn't an obvious reason for one. And and I just believe in democracy and I think we all are supposed to, right? And we should all be championing, championing that every single vote gets counted. And it's very concerning to me that some people, I mean, it's concerning to me in so many ways, the people that the way that people parrot what Trump says, but this one is really concerning. I agree. Um, and so I'm curious to see, I, I don't think we'll have an answer today. No. I'm, I'm hopefully, hopefully, hopefully before Friday. I mean, hopefully by Friday, you know, I mean, going the weekend without knowing, I think is going to be rough. But I think that's what it comes down to. We have to be patient. Yes, and I, I agree. I was reading someone online said, oh, well, now that they're counting all these mail-in ballots, how come it's going, you know, to Biden? And it's like, wow, like to think that perhaps, uh, perhaps a result could fluctuate based on the votes. Like, of course, that's exactly what happens. You know, you count votes and they go one way or they go another. And well, and I, I even think, think that the, you know, the type of votes that are being counted last tend to be mail-in votes which mm-hmm. Trump told his base not to do. He, you know, he was very strong on that. Yes. Um, he really discouraged mail-in voting. He denigrated that process. And so it's not a surprise that when you start opening the mail-in votes, it's the Democrats who were willing to do it. That's right. That's right. 
So I think we are in for a long haul, and I've yeah. you know I you know I've definitely definitely been uh, Pollyanna and texting people like, hey, don't give up, and yeah. but I do think it's I do think it's best for us to. We're not going to get an answer every ten minutes. So I, I had a meeting and I had to be off the internet for two hours, and there was a moment where I realized where I kind of forgot it was happening, yeah. and that was a very peaceful moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We actually it was interesting because last night, I mean, typically on an election night, I turn the TV on and I just watch the coverage, you know, just kind of leave it on in the room. And I turned it on last night, and I. I mean, five minutes in, I was like, I got to turn this off. Like, this is so stressful. And, you know, they, you know, with the 24-hour news cycle, I mean, they just start, you know, spiraling around the same topics and the same math and the same, you know, map. Um, and so we turned it off. And we actually, my kids and I last night, we watched, um, do you know that Vox show on Netflix? Have you ever seen that? I haven't. It's similar to there's also a daily show like the daily podcast. There's a show of that, but they're like little mini documentaries on different topics. They're really good. Um, and they're usually like 20, 25 minutes. And so they had a little mini documentary narrated by Leonardo DiCaprio, which was fun, um, about voting rights and the history oh. of voting rights. And so we watched that. And then we watched another one narrated by Selena Gomez um, that was about um, – it was about voting too, but it was a different take. And so I felt like, okay, we're, we're gathered around the TV and we're talking about our democratic process. But I'm getting my – you know, I'm refreshing from Twitter instead of just taking in a fire hose of election information. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how we were staying sane last night. No, my ass definitely fell asleep on the couch wearing my Biden sweatshirt, <laughs> not having removed my makeup, under my weighted blanket. And I had to, I had to drag my eldest to bed. She's like, I just want to know what happens. Yeah, like, babe, my kids babe, you too. might not know till Friday. I know. And it was, yeah, it was. And then I woke up this morning. Oh, no, actually, I woke up several times in the middle of the night. And uh, did you actually was, move to bed, or did you just stay in no, front of the TV? No, I stayed on the couch. The TV uh -huh. was off. But then I just go and check Twitter, and I'm like, yeah. Why am I doing this to myself? I know. So I am, I am tired today. But, I'm really um, tired. How late yeah, were you I'm, up? Probably not, not, I mean, late for me, because I usually, you know, tuck myself in around nine, but I was up till, <laughs> I was up till midnight. Yeah. I hear you laughing at me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, it's jealousy. I wish I could go to bed that early. Truly. I truly do. You know, I but have some dumb insomnia. Yeah. Which sounds amazing. You're probably like doing something worthwhile at five, you know? Well, that's when I that's when I dither and putter. I have the house well, to myself. It's yeah. so nice. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I was up till three. Um, uh, and well, because like we started, you know, we start watching the news, and then last night, I think it was around two thirty my time. They were like, Wisconsin's going to do a press conference, you know, and we were like waiting and waiting and waiting to get that information. But I went to bed feeling a lot of despair, and then woke up and. You know, some states had flipped, but we ended up – so we watched the Vox, those Vox documentaries while the kids were awake, and then I put them to bed at about 10, and I let them sort their Halloween candy while we watched. So <laughs> just a candy fest. Put them to bed about 10, said the same thing to my kids that you did, and then we, um, we watched the final episode of The Queen's Gambit, which I must say – 
If anyone is looking for a show to binge right now as we await election results, I cannot recommend it enough. I'm really excited about this because I watched the first five minutes and then it was like I started it yesterday and I knew that was a bad time to start it. And so I feel like it's I'm going to change into PJs and probably go binge watch that for a bit. I'm just going to call it a day early. You should. It's so good. It has a very satisfying ending. Um, not giving anything away by saying that, but just, you know, it's one of those shows where when it ended, you feel good, which I feel like we all need right now. Yes. You know? Like, it's dark. It's definitely a dark show. I mean, it's no secret. You see it in the preview that she struggles with addiction and mental illness. Um, but it's not, you know, you're not going to end the show like you you felt at the end of Dexter. Like, it was, <laughs> it was good. It was a really satisfying show. Um, but that kept me sane last night. So if we're going to talk about my two thumbs up are going to be what kept me sane. Oh, yeah, let's do that. And then my second was, oh, my gosh. Well, first, let me back up and say I made some bad choices leading up to the election in terms of my sanity. (laughs) Okay. Okay. First of all, I'm doing keto, which I mentioned before. Yes. So no good snacks for me, right? No good snacks. Um. I mean, because I'm a sweet tooth person. So my kids are eating Halloween. I'm surrounded, literally surrounded by piles of Halloween candy on the floor. I can't have any. And all I want to do is stress eat. Like, and I want to stress eat carbs. Of course. (laughs) Because who wants to stress eat meat and cheese, right? Right. I'm going to stress eat celery right Right. now. Right. Right. I like, actually, it's so sad. Like, I made myself like green beans in the air fryer and tried to pretend they were french fries. No. So, you know, sad on the inability to stress snack. And then I'm doing this hormone test. I'm actually doing it so that I can talk about it here on Selfie. I'm doing it with a company called um, yourhormonebalance.com. But anyway, I'm going to get the results and then talk about it here because, you know, who doesn't want to get a hormone test and talk about it on on the internet? But so I had to do a saliva test. You have to do it on a specific day of your cycle. And it was yesterday. And you can't drink when you're doing the saliva test. And you have to do it at four different points during the day. So I couldn't eat any snacks and I couldn't drink. That's terrible. Terrible. That is terrible. So I did my final like saliva test, which have you ever done a saliva test? I've done it for 23andMe. And I feel like I'm just like drooling into a tube. Yes. And you're, so, you're just sort of trying to conjure up enough saliva to make oh it count? Oh, my gosh. They wanted they wanted it three quarters of the way full of this little tube. It took me like 30 minutes every time. <laughs> I don't know if I just have no saliva. I was like, how is this physically possible? So anyway, by the time I finished my saliva test at 9 p.m., I broke out. Um, I have a new favorite drink. It's um, – The company is called Flying Embers, and I know about the company because they make a really good hard kombucha, but they just started making a hard cider line that is – it's called Sweet and Heat, so it's like a fruit paired with like something spicy. Mm. And so um, last night I was drinking their watermelon chili hard seltzer, and it was very good. Ooh. That does sound very gratifying after a day of no candy and uh, saliva saliva collection. It it, it felt like a real treat. <laughs> on election day, you I mean, all of that, you kind of a little bit sound like a masochist. I know. I just wasn't planning that well at all. Not mm. at all. 
We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So With two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their Cloud Shave Foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. 
Yeah. Well, my I have been uh, trying to take care of myself by basically but basically babying myself so remember when weighted blankets first came out and you got them and it was just there weren't very comfy it was basically these little plastic pebbles in like a heavy tarp and it wasn't snuggly at all yes well now that there are so many of them they're so much cheaper in the beginning they were you know two hundred dollars so expensive so i got one off amazon and for whatever reason my area suddenly has same day shipping which is dangerous and i actually am concerned about the ethics of that like i want to know what's happening in that warehouse but that's that's a that's you know a, a, a worry for another time so i had it delivered and it, it arrived right before you know polls started closing and it is nice. so thick and plush and one side is sherpa and it's heavy and everyone in my house immediately wanted to steal it so now i have to order a bunch but it is so it's it's heavy enough to count and it's soft and snuggly and it is gonna be my cocoon for the next few days so i i bought that and i have to now i have to buy more and it's just it just feel it's a weighted blanket that feels really nice so i'm really excited about that i love Um, it and also i have been lighting candles so compulsively in the morning, I, I look. I love, I love the essential oil diffusers, but there's something about a candle flickering oh, and being yeah. warm and inviting, and so I am just, I am lighting candles compulsively, uh, which is also really nice. I feel like that's 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 doing it for me. I mean, it's not great. Like th- the world is not great, but the blanket and the candles definitely make it a little bit better. I love it. Oh, what is oh, your favorite oh. candle? Do you Ooh. have like a, you know, yeah. do you have a favorite? My, well, probably like a really bougie Malin and Goats one. But there's actually one that is a knockoff of a diptyque, you know, those super expensive ones. Mm-hmm. And it's on Amazon and it's like a Seda France and it's got, I don't know, it's kind of a s- silly little package. It has like toile, toile on it. Um, and I will, I'll link to it, but it is supposed to be um a, a very a very good knockoff of one of the diptyque ones so i have that um and you know what there are a couple ones at target frankly that have been that have been hitting the spot so um i've been doing that but i wanted i thought of you because i ended up buying a really bougie oatmeal and mm. uh i have been eating that and it's what is high a bougie in- oatmeal? What is what does that look like? It's basically so there's you know qu- there's like the the Quaker guy yeah. right with the fluffy hair, and you cook it on the stove. This um, it is called milk, but instead of an I, it's a Y, and I feel like immediately oh immediately sw- swapping out vowels is you know just <laughs> really well. And is it, it in a good font? Is milk in a good font? Yeah, so it, okay. it is. It is this a is nice font in our food. And then oh, let me just pull it up. Um, and it's also, well, it's gluten-free, you know, uh, all of the things, gluten-free, vegan. And so it's low sugar, high fiber, high protein. Um, and I am always trying to up my protein. And yeah. so, and I also, I also really am comforted by a warm, yes. you know, bowl of oatmeal. Me too. And they have really good flavors like hazelnut and, mm. uh, yes. And so- it is more expensive than any oatmeal should be, but it is very, very good. Oh, yes. Mine is a roasted hazelnut and Dominican cacao Yum. oatmeal. 
That sounds delicious. Yes, and they've got other they've got other flavors too. Um, but it is it is really good. So the protein, seven grams of protein, six grams of fiber, and Ooh, yeah. I'll so have to it's try that. yeah, it's nice. So that's that's what's getting me through. Okay. Fancy oatmeal, candles, and a big ass blanket. All right, what is your strategy for the next few days of ambiguity? Oh, that's good. Um, I am going to take periods of time where I am not on the computer yes. or my mm-hmm. phone for mm-hmm. sure. I'm probably going to read a book. I am also going to find, which I've been really been wanting to do, races that I can celebrate in. So for me, one, uh, a friend of mine was campaigning for a local uh, state rep seat and uh-huh. she was definitely the underdog and she worked her tail off and she won. So I'm going to I want to take a moment to go celebrate with her because even though everything else is chaotic there are a bunch of other races that were important. Yeah. Like like you yes, I'm really absolutely. sad. I'm really sad that Jamie Harrison lost. I know. He and just I was so impressed with him and I really wanted him to win. And John Ossoff and, you know, yeah. there's a few others, mm-hmm. but there are a few that, that did win that I'm really excited about. Um, Mark Kelly, for example, really glad he won. Yeah. So I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to try to be excited about those things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's really it. I'm probably not going to make myself do anything. You know how I'm like, oh, I should work out or yes. I should eat only right. healthy things or maybe I should take on this project and clean out my inbox. No, I am I am requiring the bare minimum uh, mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I really kind of, uh, you know, cleared my week it, 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 as much as I actually can. I mean, I obviously still need to do some work, but I just am going to lower my expectations of myself and of my kids. Um, I'm super tired and I'm functioning pretty low right now. Yeah. Um, And then I actually – I watched um, a couple friends of mine, Alicia Crosby actually, who we've had on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then another mutual friend of ours, NELC Velasco Sanchez, they did a post-election safety plan video on Facebook. And it's so funny. I had – I didn't even know about it. It just happened to pop up in my live. And I was like, oh, I love these girls. I'm going to go watch it. And it was like, oh, I needed this. But Alicia was talking about um, the discipline of joy, which I know that may sound like a platitude, but I struggle with that one because especially when I'm feeling stressed and especially around where I feel like there's a potential for a social justice issue, right? Mm -hmm. I have a very hard time allowing myself to go on a walk or to do something joyful because I start to feel like I have to stand vigil, right? Like... It's almost like, you know, if I'm obsessively checking the internet, then I'm still guarding justice, which that's not how it works. You know, I'm not doing anything for anyone by doom scrolling. Right. And so I am going to take her advice and plan some joy. And so, you know, I'm going to go try to walk on the beach tonight. I'm going to try to just, again, let myself off the hook which I find I just find that difficult in times like this. I I like that. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I ended up, and I don't. We're not really big Halloween Thanksgiving decorators, uh, but I ended up ordering, and I did it this week, and I really it really made the kids happy, which in turn made me happy. I 
put up really cheesy Thanksgiving garlands. Like right now, the living room just has these, you know, pretty autumn leaves just kind of hanging over uh, doorways and these cute little tassel garlands. And just just so there's something else to focus on, because of course, you know, Thanksgiving this year is not going to be the same. Usually we host like a Friendsgiving Mm -hmm. pie swap. We won't be doing that. We won't be seeing family. So, you know, we're trying to bring a little... A little fun and yep. joy and whimsy where we can. You have to. Um, I've also been finding, I've also been hiding um, just unexpected things in the house. So when, so for example, if my kid opens up a cabinet, all of a sudden there's a huge emoji staring at her, and I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it, and I'll hear them like giggle from the other room, or I'll write notes on their bathroom mirror or just I'm just like hiding stuff around the house which I know maybe seems silly but you know when your kids just get really delighted about something and that is just so contagious even if it's something teeny I I have really taken a lot of uh, I've found a lot of joy in doing those small things even if they seem absurd where I'm just you know all of a sudden I'm hanging a garland in their room and they didn't expect it and they see it and they're so happy about it so you know, those kind of things. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I think that's what's going to get us through. And patience, which I'm not great at. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we we kind of knew <laughs> and people have say, been saying that all along. You know, we know it's going to take some time. Um, you know, and, you know, I just think we're all going to have to just let it be. I mean, it's it's funny. I actually that, you know, the Beatles song um, yeah. and the line that says there will be an answer, let it be like I that is a little mantra for me because I really like answers and there will be an answer. And like, I can't control it at this point. And so I keep, I actually made a frame, like a framed art print of that at minted of just that line. There will be an answer. Let it be. And it's hanging in my living room and I'm trying to kind of meditate on that. Right. Like there will be an answer. That's really smart. I mean, I've, I feel like a lot of people like you and I, we did our part. We left yes, no we stone unturned. We I, talked to friends. Yes. We wrote online. We volunteered. We donated. And so we've done all that we can. And now it stinks, you know, this this waiting. I have, however, really gotten some solace in our selfie Facebook group because a lot of us are kind of just sharing our coping tactics mm-hmm. right now. And so I've been I've been really enjoying that. So listener, if you have not yet joined us, you should because it has been a really nice and peaceful place on the internet. It's the Selfie Podcast Community Group on Facebook. Yes, absolutely. episode of Selfie is sponsored by Himalaya Ashwagandha. We've talked a lot on Selfie about anxiety and stress. A lot of us have found this anxiety and stress to be really peaked in the middle of a pandemic. This has definitely been true for myself. A number of listeners have recommended ashwagandha as an anxiety solution for me. Over the past couple months, I've tried it. I've been taking Himalaya ashwagandha daily, and it has truly helped. If you aren't familiar, ashwagandha is an adaptogen herb. Adaptogens work like they sound. They help our bodies adapt. In ancient times, ashwagandha was considered the king of Ayurvedic herbs, and it was used for a wide variety of conditions. 
Today, a lot of functional medicine doctors use ashwagandha to help our bodies adapt to the stress of modern day life so we can feel calm and balanced. Himalaya ashwagandha is an organic, non-GMO, contains no binders or fillers, and is clinically studied for safety and efficacy. You can stress less and find calm with Himalaya ashwagandha. Want to try it? Get 20% off your first purchase on Amazon with discount code SELFCARE for you. That's SELFCARE, number four, letter U. Check out the show notes for more details on this episode's sponsorship with Himalaya. Hi guys, I'm BJ and I'm an emotional wellness coach. In the work that I do with my clients, we focus on trauma and attachment wounds and the roles they play in how we show up in our lives every day. I've found my self-care has a profound impact on my emotional well-being, so I'm here to invite you into the journey of emotional self-care. This week, one of our listeners asked if I would speak into the importance of spirituality and how to create space for it in our lives. No matter how you define it, spirituality represents something greater than us. In fact, I think by definition, it's the connectedness of all beings. It's what connects us to earth, to nature, to humans, to animals, to energy. Though it's certainly not true for everyone, spirituality is often based in religious practices, and that often comes with a belief system that many people hold dear and are committed to. For some, it's a personally held belief that they've curated or defined on their own, Whether you're born into the religion of your ancestors or find yourself drawn to something much less definitive, spirituality is profoundly personal, and how you align with it and create space for it is going to depend greatly on the value you place in it. For many reasons, spirituality can feel complicated and confusing to some people. I've noticed in our selfie community group, there are a lot of us who came up in religious systems we've chosen to move away from. For some, it's simply a crisis of faith they were able to work through over time. But for others, and I identify with some who, for me, it was a redefinition or even a reconstruction of my original faith and my spiritual practices. I know people who have experienced a wholesale rejection of religion altogether because they were so harmed in religious systems, or even a wholesale rejection of any belief in a higher power of any kind. I certainly believe that if you find yourself confused by it all, If you ask around, you're likely to learn you're not really alone in that. I was raised in a fundamental Christian church environment. I actually loved it growing up, but at 32 in the depths of grief from my mom's death, I realized I had some really skewed views of God that I just couldn't really hold to anymore. At no point did I reject God as a deity, though. I simply rejected what I'd been taught to believe about his character, including his gender, While I still reference him in the masculine, the God of my belief is actually genderless and always was. I never had a picture of what God was supposed to look like in my mind. And to be honest, I'm very drawn to the divine feminine. And I think that has a lot to do with having lost my mom at such a young age. And she was such a spiritual force in my life. Another aspect of my faith I've rejected is its certainty. (laughs) And let me just put air quotes around that word. See, I was raised to see my beliefs as absolutes. The truth is, absolutes don't fit into the concept of faith. They're beliefs, beliefs I choose to embrace for reasons that are very personal to me, but I can't prove them. And when I let go of the need to be right about it, it created space for questions that I honestly don't feel a need to have answers to. So I choose to see God as benevolent and unconditionally loving. 
boo when I swear, and I actually swear a lot, or get angry, even if it's at him. He doesn't flinch. I see him as so much bigger than language and thought and philosophies and even theology, and I get to experience him or her in whatever way I need, because he and she are always with me. It brings me peace to feel that presence, comfort to reach out to it, hope to live in the gratitude of it. So while that's my story, however you define your spirituality, I do believe having a spiritual practice can bring us a tremendous amount of joy and serenity and, ironically, grounding in our lives. If you're curious or longing for a spiritual connection to a force greater than you, one of the most universal concepts of spirituality is the concept of abundance and scarcity and understanding the difference and how they guide our responses and the decisions we make on a daily basis is actually something really worth exploring. From countless conversations I've had with people about spirituality, I've come to believe abundance is the act of letting go of what I can't control and trusting that this force, this being, whatever name you call it, to trust it's conspiring on your behalf, for your good, that it's not all up to you. That's the greatest benefit of embracing a higher power. That belief is abundance. That belief comes from a relinquishment of self, of control, of struggle, with a belief or maybe just a hope that on the other side of the unknown, I'm going to be okay. Not that I won't suffer, not that I won't experience loss and pain, but that I'm going to be okay. Scarcity is a belief that those things outside of my power are things I need to figure out if I'm going to be okay. That if it's going to be, it's up to me. Scarcity, as Brene Brown says, pushes us to hustle for our worthiness. As you know, I have a private practice, and I've built that practice on pure faith. Honestly, in six years, I've never marketed myself. I don't even have a website. Last week, all in one day, four clients reached out to let me know that they needed to take a break from their work with me for various reasons. Self-doubt and fear crept right in almost immediately. I began to rehearse a script in my head that I might share with a few close friends just to let them know I needed some clients, without sounding desperate, of course. This is not something I've done in six years of my practice, but that scarcity, man, here it came calling. And the story is always the same. You need to figure something out. Then suddenly I caught myself and I thought, oh, wait, I forgot. It's not all up to me. And out loud, I prayed a prayer. I've prayed many times in the last six years. God, send me the people I can best serve. That was just over a week ago. And I just sent off three contracts for three new clients. That is abundance. Does it always work that way? Well, honestly, when it comes to my practice, it kind of has most of the time. But no, it doesn't always. Sometimes there's something better for us in the works that we don't know about. Sometimes I think there are things we need to experience for our growth, and that's part of trusting in abundance, that sometimes what I'm experiencing is going to be for my greater good in the end, and damn, that's a hard one to swallow when we're not at the end. But abundance helps us hold on with a hope that, I don't know, though we are changed by our suffering, there's still a life worth living, because the world keeps turning and we're still here. So tell me, what does your spirituality mean to you? If you have a spiritual practice, what would you offer if someone approached you and asked what benefits you derive from it? How do you define spirituality? What does your practice look like? I'd love to talk about this over in our community group. I hope to see you there. 
Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at selfiepodcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.